This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome, everybody, to the very first Habitat podcast. I am your host, Jared Van Hees. Got my co-host over there, Jesse Burnham. What's going on, Jess? What's up, man? How you doing on this cold Michigan day? Well, I'd be doing better if I knew how to work a podcast. <laughs> I know, right, man? I don't know how these guys do this all the time and professionally. I mean, what, we sat here for 45 minutes and probably did 20 hours of research, but I guess we're not really tech guys, so what do you expect? We sell things. Yeah, yeah, we are uh, just sales guys and deer hunters and habitat managers. And, uh, you know, what we figured we'd do, guys, is we would just um, we start a podcast. Um, this podcast is called the Habitat Podcast. www.habitatpodcast.com is where you can find the episodes. Uh, Jesse and I, we're both from Michigan. Jess, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm born and raised in uh, Brighton, Michigan, which is Livingston County for all those Michiganders. And um, just turned 30 in November. I uh, got a beautiful wife, uh, son Griffin. And out of all things, I sell electronics. Don't ask me why or how I got into it, but yeah, that, I sell electronics to the automotive industry. Is that like a disco ball or what kind of electronics? <laughs> so. How I dumb it down is I basically sell everything that goes on a circuit board. So in the automotive industry, a lot of Ford, rear-facing cameras, touchscreen sensors, all that weird stuff. But it's been a good career so far. It supports my hunting habits, most of them. There you go. Until, until the wife finds out. But <laughs> She's not listening right now, is she? No, no. Um Actually, she's probably breast pumping right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as weird as that sounds, but hey, it comes with parenthood, right? Oh, I understand, buddy. I, uh, like I said, my name is Jared. I have two 
three-year-old twin girls. Um, they got a baby boy on the way, so my wife's pregnant right now. Uh, we've been through the breast pumping stage, Jess, so I understand. So you're basically telling everyone with a boy on the way, your hunting is over for the next few years now with three kids? Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm, that's what my wife likes to think, at least. It's, uh, it's definitely a touch-and-go type situation trying to get out doing... I mean, you know, even planting our food plots last year, getting away for that full day, you know, with the young kids and... I mean, it's a it's a give and take. I gotta give there, and you know, take somewhere else, and or take the day to go plant food plots or whatever. And yeah, it's uh, three kids is gonna be nuts. That's for sure. But I'm sure a lot of the listeners have a bunch of kids and could probably tell us a thing or two. I get it, man. I used to make fun of all you guys with kids because I could hunt every day, any day, and then reality smacked me right in the face. But I wouldn't change it for the world. No, same here. Same here. I remember. All the crap you used to give me, and it would be like, just wait, dude. You just wait. You just wait. And finally, it's here. But uh, I don't give you that much crap, I hope. Yeah. No, I'll, I can take it. Good, man. Well, since this is our first podcast, um, we're still figuring out what we're doing here. But this is going to be a pretty laid-back deal. Jess and I are both real laid-back. Um our main passion is mature white-tailed deer hunting, but we just both got the bug for the habitat management, land managing side of things over the last um, probably, probably what two, three years. Yeah, I think we did what two years of food plot so far. Yeah, yeah, we're we're freaking green, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the only the only good thing that I had going into food plots was I used to own a fertilizing company. So I know a little bit about soils and all the pH levels and that good jazz. But yeah, man, we're, we're still green. These guys out here, some of them, uh, man, they, they got it down to a science and hopefully with this podcast and some of the people we can meet, we can actually learn a thing or two. Yeah. And that's, you know, a nice segue there. That's exactly what the point of this podcast is going to be. Um, selfishly we're going to be learning and benefiting from this as much as our listeners so you know we have a lot to learn uh you know we're we're going to interview everybody and anybody we can uh you know their successes their failures anywhere from um well not just food plots but i mean you got different types of soil conditions across the country um you know there's a lot of people talk about timber stand improvement um Oh man, hinge cutting is, is, I feel like the last five years, it's all I see and guys just love the successes and it, it just seems huge right now. And, you know, me and you, we haven't really done much of it, um, but man, it's, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It really has uh, taken off. I see a lot of videos and Facebook posts about it. Um, I just don't know if I trust you with a chainsaw, but. Well, there's, you know, just wear a helmet and stand back a little ways. You'll be fine, I think. <laughs> Speaking of that, you see that 80-year-old uh, grandma on Facebook cutting that big tree down and the thing bucked up and almost killed her? Yeah, yeah. How many how many uh, Jack and Cokes or well, – I don't know what she would drink at that age. But oh, my probably, gosh. Manhattan, probably Manhattan's, but – I think her, her son-in-law or something was trying to get rid of her the way that tree came up. Jeez. <laughs> Poor granny. <laughs> But uh, uh, I, I digress. Anyways, um, some other things we're going to talk about. Obviously, 
we're hunters. So we are doing a lot of this to improve the, the herd or the flock or whatever type of wildlife we're going after. Uh, mainly focus on white-tailed deer, but I mean, a lot of this stuff can, can benefit all types of game. Usually when you, you do things like this sort of habitat improvement, um, a lot of different types of animals flourish from it. So yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, on your Jackson property, um, I'm excited to get out there and flush some rabbits with the dogs. I mean, all that down timber and just, just things like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Those, those tops that are that the loggers left back there, that should hold some rabbits for sure. I just hope uh, it dries out or unless rabbits like to swim, I don't think they'll be back in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that's a good point we should cover. Um, so where do you hunt mainly, Jess? What, uh, where are we going to be doing this habitat work once we learn about it? And, uh, like, where are we going to be, you know, well, putting this plan to action? You know, it's funny because what we were at Dunham's yesterday, and the lady pulled my fishing license up because uh, we're getting ready to do a Saginaw trip. To, uh, to, no, Saturday. So yeah, I fishing. had... I had five different doe tags in Michigan and I'm like, wow, I hunt all over the freaking state and I only filled two of them. So I, I pissed away like $80 in tags, but Hey, what state of Michigan. Thanks you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're welcome. But no, you know, I started, you know, our gun hunting up in Lewiston, which is in Mount Morency County. Uh, my family has a cabin up there. Um, you know, started just, camping and a trailer and then my parents built a cabin that now they retire at but um we only have 15 acres up there but we're surrounded by state land so i'm gonna it's hard to get up there and do work but now that we have a little equipment and hopefully i can get the kid up there with the wife and we can start actually doing some habitat work up there um and then fowlerville michigan is where i've been mainly hunting the last two years on a good friend's farm and he has pretty much gave us free reins of it um i mean you have done some food plots out there that's been successful um that's that's only 50 acres which is half ag and half uh woods and this year that ag was beans which was awesome and then lucky enough you just bought 15 acres in jackson county which uh we busted our tail on. So those, those are kind of the three main properties that I'll be working on unless I get lucky and, and I knock on some doors here in the next month and get some more property. But I highly doubt it. Usually they just shut the door in my face. <laughs> Once they see that ugly mug, they slam the door. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Like, Who the hell is this ogre? Uh, no, I'm just messing with you. No, that's, that's uh, yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. I hunt, well, honestly, those three spots mainly as well um in lewiston you know we've we're, we're starting to figure it out up there you know we shot a couple younger bucks this year which hopefully can raise my standards up there I, I tend to i tend to uh hunt up there and get a little bit down when i don't see much and then your standards start to drop and it's like you know but i yeah, have shot a good buck up there this year i was happy with him there's always something in the air when you're at you know, opening day camp, you got all the guys around, you're drinking beers, telling stories, and it's like, man, you, you, you get that itch. Like, 
it's stupid to say, but Brown is down. And yeah, you get that gut in your hand. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I think I think that just comes along being a Michigan hunter, but uh, I mean the APRs were up there for what four or five years, and we saw the improvement this year, and sadly they took them away. Yeah. So I, who knows now? But yeah, actually, uh, uh, we're going to talk about that with one of our our future guests, uh, Lincoln Rowan from the Michigan Deer Hunter. Let him go. Let him go. Group. Um, I know you're familiar oh, that with that. Guy that guy's gotten huge, man. Huge following over the years. Well, yeah, he uh, he also um, not only does he you know can he school us on the APRs, but uh, they own 160 acres over in Nuevo County where they do a bunch of habitat work. So he's a perfect guest to uh, to have on. So um, awesome. Yeah, but back to your uh, Montmorency County up there. Yeah, I, I hunt up there uh, with you. You know, usually for our deer camp, I'd like to get up there and we should remove some trees, put some food plots in up there. Um, there's no baiting or anything up there, so minerals and whatnot are going to be tough, but uh, or can't do them. But uh, you know, the food plots, let some sunlight down, get some younger growth up. That should be good for up there for a start. You know, yeah, um, yeah. maybe plant some oak trees or something. Um, and then, yeah, PJ's farm is what we'll call the the Fowlerville 50 acres. Our buddy PJ owns that. Um, I only hunted that one time this year. You believe that? Yeah, you know. And oh, no, I guess if you count the early doe. Sorry, I forgot about that early doe day that we went out there. So well, two we times. both really didn't hunt that too much, but we, we got two nice mature doe off of it. So Yeah, exactly. Um, that place was, that was logged, correct, a few years back, or was it just select cut? It was select cut, and that was probably about 10 years ago, which it's, it's made a nice rebound. Yep, yep. So we're... Uh, you know, kind of where this whole point of this conversation is hunting around the different types of habitat. What is our strategy around, you know, Montmorency County up north is, you know, a conifer forest with some hardwoods, a lot of oak, and the deer are totally different than Fowlerville, Michigan, where there's soybeans and corn and little yeah. woodlots. So, you know, our strategies change for that. Um, still figuring them out, but that's that's one thing we're going to be covering there and then uh lastly i hunt i did purchase 15 acres i was lucky enough to do that with my wife um early last year so what it's the fourth of january 2018 so about 11 months ago uh got that 15 acres so you and i went out there we um the back eight acres the guy logged and I'm talking, he took out some big trees. Oh, it looks like a tornado went through. Oh, right, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of sickening if, you, if you're not a habitat guy. I looked at it and, you know, I was like, swing. You know, I was like, this, the deer are going to love this thing. But, I mean, it looks like a tornado went through. Exactly. That's the best way to put it. Um, and we went through there and cut some paths through there with the chainsaws to make the deer, uh, you know, to, to have, to give them a little more of a, a runway through there and they're using it this year man i saw some trails back there when i was tracking my buck and they're walking right through our cuts so well, yeah i was correct me if i'm wrong but i think i'm the only one who hunted the back of the woods this year um and that was what that was i think like the second week in a michigan's gun season yeah and i kicked a nice buck up walking back there and then um what i saw 16 doe and they were just 
meandering right through all that stuff like a freaking maze. Yep. Exactly what we thought they would do because they came from that. Well, that's a 600 acre swamp you back up to? Uh, 300, yep. 300, okay, yep. Yep, so yeah, that's uh, kind of where we're, we came up with the strategy and we're, we're trying to put it to the test. Um, you know, we also put in about an acre and a half, two acres of food plots this year. Uh, some early season, some late season stuff. Those came in great. And we're doing all this with a little two-wheel drive, you know, four-wheeler. What's that, 89 Kawasaki Bayou? Is that what that thing is? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, crap, it's almost as old as us. We got a few <laughs> years on it, but. Yep. Now, luckily, I, I got that 4x4 four four Polaris, so we'll be able to put that to work this year. Yeah, that'll be nice. And th- and that's a nice thing, you know, these these guys, I think people are scared to get into habitat work because, you know, they see a lot of guys with these Kubotas or John Deere's and, and, you know, there's some money wrapped into that stuff. You can go out and spend 50 grand in the blink of an eye, but you know what? Our first year doing it, we had probably 800 bucks total. We picked up a disc and uh, off the side of the road, off a farmer for what? hundred bucks. Yeah. And I had to stand on it to make it work. Yeah, yeah, it, it sucks, but it works. And then uh, stepped up our game. We got a nice call to Packer, which I think that changed. I mean, our food plots came in so much better using that call to Packer this year compared to running it over with the seed with our four-wheeler tires. Yeah, I think that did work better. Oh, you're right, though. I mean, look at the price of a tractor. They're, I mean, I'd love to have one with a tailor on the back. Those guys make it look so easy. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's probably what kind of prevented us, that and having a place to really dig in, kind of, you know, prevented us from getting into this earlier. Um, you know, I tried with hand tools a while back, and that came in okay. And, you know, you don't you don't need a ton of stuff to do this. So what's nice about this is we're going to be trying to, to figure out all the ways to skin this cat, if you will, um, for you, the listeners, and for us uh, personally. So we can, uh, you know, better our habitat for the wildlife we're hunting. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, I think that's what we need to try to accomplish. You know, I just, I want to learn more. I want to hear from some of these guys, the tricks and tools they use. Cause I mean, I've learned so much of just from getting out and doing it and you can't be scared to do it. That's the thing. I mean, Man, I think our first year, we didn't even know what the hell we were planting. It came up green, but our pH was so off the deer wouldn't even need it, you know. Yep. just learning as you go. I hear you. Yeah, I'd like to uh, try to get some people from different parts of the country on here. Um, you know, there actually are a lot, of, a lot of people in Michigan that do this because we're full of small parcels. So everybody, you know, there's that many more guys, you know, kind of involved. Um, but I mean, it's just interesting, like in Southern Ohio, where we have hunted for a few years, um, they tend to feed a lot and that seems to work, uh, you know, food plot or, or even, even corn. So there's some interesting strategy in how food plays in better down there than up here. And, oh yeah, um, Michigan, you'll, I mean, I've had mature deer over bait, but it's always 2am, but right. You know, when we're hunting the hills of Ohio, I mean. The first two years, I had encounters with 150s, couldn't couldn't pull it together because I suck at hunting, but 
<laughs> I mean, they, they come into the corn like cattle, you know. I mean, it's just a different area. Yeah, I'm sh- I mean, not everywhere, but where we were hunting, they, they were hitting that corn. That was, uh, yeah, so it, I guess just to to that point, it's going to be nice to interview some, some people from different parts of the the country on, on what worked, what didn't work. Excuse me. All this beer over here is making me burp. Um, you know, the different soil types. Um, yeah, you know what? Just different ways to skin the cat, like I said. So Wait, what kind of beer are you drinking? I'll give you one guess. I'll give you two guesses, but you only need one. Well, I know you're cheap, so you're drinking Bushlight. Uh, wrong. I'm drinking... You no, know, you're right. Bushlight. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to sip. Um... So anyways, what else do you want to cover on the intro here? I know, um, keep this thing kind of short and sweet. We got our first guest is going to be Jake Ellinger out of Habitat Solutions 360. He's here in Michigan. He is a, I'd call him a Habitat celebrity, to be honest with you. He, uh, he has a, an LLC. I believe that where he comes to your property and writes Habitat plans. He's been doing that for years. Um, I know him from the deer hunting world. Um, he also, I believe works for whitetail properties now as a land agent. So he's going to be a great guy to have on here as our first guest. Oh man. Yeah. He, uh, I heard he's been doing some good work and guys who've used his services have been nothing but just stoked about it. Um, I wish I had the money to pay someone like that. Well, well, first I guess I would need to own my own property, but. Um, well, I mean, PJ might let us do it if you, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, and then he'll kick us off the next year, so. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. So what uh, What do you got planned this weekend? We, we, I know we got some big plans. Well, I am going to go walleye fishing on Saginaw Bay with this one dude, and uh, I've never been out there. I fished the river. I caught my limit on the river one time, and uh, I'm going to ride Busted Nuts uh, on a quad a couple miles out in the bay with uh, you, so. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm pumped, man. I I know it's, what, January 4th. Um, We're just getting done deer hunting, but in the meantime, we've never had cold like this in years, and the ice is solid. Yeah, yeah. And we're used to, you know, pan and pike fishing around the inland lakes by us here in Livingston County. But, uh, yeah, I'm pumped to go out to Saginaw this weekend and put my new quad to use and try to get some walleye. Uh, I think we're going to do decent. I mean, it seems like those guys out there, um, well, first of all, you have to know where you're going. So if you and I just went up there and jumped on the bay and drove around, I don't think we'd do very well. No, we'd probably just find where the most... Most people are, and we go there and probably do nothing. But right, yeah, yeah. Luckily, our buddy Matt Coffold, he's uh, he used to be a customer of mine. He's a project manager estimator at an electrical company up there in the Thumb, and uh, super good guy. And I want to get him on the show because he's uh, he does some really good work on his. I think it's eighty acres. Yeah, he owns up land the up there, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, up in the Thumb. He has beautiful property up there, and they've they've harvested some nice bucks. And uh, they they get some good deer action with his food plots and his screens and hedge cutting, 
Um, but yeah, hopefully, man, he's he's out in the bay every every day. He can be so hopefully he'll leave us on some good fish. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I bought a well, a couple. What were they? Uh, do do jiggers yesterday? Um, you know the. I got the blue and silver one, so hopefully that's the lucky one. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell we were looking at. Like, I know, <laughs> I know, wax worms and grubs, like this whole walleye stuff's all new to me, man. I'm gonna be popping my cherry hopefully Saturday. Heck yeah, buddy! Well, it's gonna be five degrees and uh, pretty cold. So, hey, nothing a buddy heater and a case of beer can't solve. Yeah, buddy. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I uh, I still gotta get all my stuff together tomorrow i guess so but um yeah you just reminded me screens screens will be another thing we talk about probably a whole episode about screens matt if matt screens a bunch of his property up there we'll have to catch up with him this weekend about it yeah yeah i know for sure i know we tried to plant some screens this year and we just got them in too late and didn't really take off but yeah they're definitely effective when done right yep I mean, those things, I've, I've some of the properties we've been on, you see those things 12 feet tall. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know uh, Mark at Wired to Hunt, he does a nice screen on on his. I know uh, Nick Killer Food Plots, he does a bunch of nice screens for people. He'll put them in for you even. Um, yeah. But, yeah, ours were just, we just planted them too late. But another a discussion for another day. Exactly, so. exactly. Well, what else you got, man? Oh, not much, man. I got to probably hit the hay here soon. I got a work holiday party tomorrow. Oh, you know what they say, don't get drunk at a work holiday party. I know, right? Luckily, everyone at my work likes to drink, and uh, they're pretty laid back. And It's at my VP's house, so I'll have to be on pretty good behavior, but <clears throat> it should be fun. You're bringing the wife along. I was going to so. say, is your wife going? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so she'll hear all my embarrassing stories at work. I'm a jackass. <laughs> Are there a bunch of them? Let's hear one. Oh, God. You know, I remember I walked in that office, and I'm sitting there. And, you know, and you hate to be the new guy in the office, you know. Yep. You don't know how people react. And I'm going through all this online bullshit and reading, like, the sexual harassment stuff and this and that. And I'm thinking... God damn, we've already violated like ten of these freaking laws or code of ethics already in this workplace. Like this is gonna be a good place to work. It's just a good group of people, man. Yeah, it's, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it helps out. That's cool. Well, have fun and uh I'll see you first thing Saturday morning then. Yeah, hopefully I'm not too hungover, but we'll make it work. I will be good. Well for cool, brother. Well I'm uh hope Hope these hope we get some listeners in and hope they uh, get excited to hear some of our guests and want to learn about some food plots and some habitat work and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, we're uh, you know like we mentioned we're we're new at this, but uh, we're gonna dive in. We're gonna get detailed and we're gonna go down these uh, different different paths and we're gonna we're gonna really get into. The details so we can really learn um you know not just us plant a food plot but you know seed type so type. We're, we're gonna really dive in so uh yeah hopefully we get some listeners to tag along um maybe i'll meet some cool new people at the ata show next week oh yeah you got that coming up that, that's a perk of your job i forgot about yeah i got some customers there i'm gonna visit uh maybe do a little outdoor devotion talking maybe do a little habitat podcast talking 
you know, on the side. So it's uh, it's a good show, um, but it's you know it's work too. I gotta I gotta pound the trade show floor. So it's uh, and, what, and what do you what kind of customers are you going after? Yeah, so I don't know. We don't really talk about it. I'm in packaging sales, so I sell um, any sort of rigid or flexible container, bottle cap pouch uh anything along those lines um i have seed customers mineral customers uh scent type customers um they're all going to be there so i'm going to you know talk with them and and just catch up to the ones i haven't seen in a while and then anybody else you know you pretty much just walk around and you say hey does you look on the guy's table and if they got you know different bottles or different bags or if, if i see something i sell you know you go introduce yourself and kind of kind of strike up a conversation the best part about this show is they're all hunters and hunters talk to hunters pretty nicely it's not like cold it's not like a real cold call um it is but well, except, it's, but it's easier you know what i mean except what's his name who uh correct me if i'm wrong you're telling me that story you're at the bar last year and what's his name made a fool of himself just got accused for poaching. Oh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Brackett. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a late night. and uh, Mr. TV reality star. Yeah, he uh, he was a little toasted when I saw him, but <laughs> uh, who am I to yeah, talk? So. Yeah, that guy's something else. But, hey, we're not here to make fun of people. No. Just make fun of ourselves. Just our, yeah, just you and me. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyways uh hope uh we get some listeners maybe some new people we're gonna try to get jake on our first guest and lincoln on our second guest here pretty soon and uh like i said you can find us at habitatpodcast.com um the facebook page will fire that off here now that we're rolling and uh i believe i am correctly linked to itunes i just don't know yet because it's the first podcast so to be determined yeah exactly who knows we might not even be recording right now oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be a waste of 28 minutes and 46 <laughs> seconds <laughs> okay we are then <laughs> all right man well i appreciate your time we'll talk to you uh tomorrow all right cool brother well have a good night and uh talk to you all right later buddy <laughs>